The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hi everybody, it's Mark Kelly. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. And I'm very, very happy to welcome Victor Chen to the podcast. Victor is Principal Product Manager at ServiceNow. Victor, very, very good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So we are talking about some really, really exciting times, uh, particularly about Vancouver and some of the world of artificial intelligence and how it's possibly impacting ServiceNow users. Before we jump into that, it'd be great to hear a little bit about your journey into ServiceNow. And if you could tell us a little bit more about your current role as ServiceNow, that'd be a fantastic place to start. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. So I've been uh, with ServiceNow since 2018. Our company has grown a lot since then. I started out at ServiceNow as a product manager for our mobile platform and uh, worked on that for a number of years. And then around early 2021, I switched gears to uh, product being product manager for our virtual agent chatbot as well. And I did that for a number of years. And then, of course, as we all know, fall of 2022, the technology world shifted to um, ChatGPT and generative AI. And being in the world of chatbots and AI had already you know, brought me into the role I am today, which is uh, you know, being a PM for generative AI. So that's currently what I do now, focusing on enablement of our customers, our partners, as well as our uh, internal team of service now as well. Some organizations, they split out product management role into two roles, right? Inbound, outbound, inbound feature work, and outbound enablement and evangelism and, and such. And that's more of the role I've been doing recently with generative AI. Thanks for that, Victor. So I've been in the world of AI for since 2018, and ServiceNow has been in the world for AI for quite a bit of time because people may not necessarily know that, but there's been quite significant acquisitions from AI companies that they've invested in, utilizing the technology internally. But then, as you said, fall of 2022, it's felt like generative AI has just come onto the scenes and it was Ban, you know, ban, frankly new, but however, the, the the challenge with that story is you miss to see all the incremental work that's been, been going on in the background and some of the really interesting innovations that have happened, but we all love a good success story that happens overnight. So maybe we could add a little bit more to that. So tell us a little bit how ServiceNow have been using AI throughout that last couple of years that you've been there. You're absolutely right. AI is not new to ServiceNow through acquisition and internal innovations, even before I since before I joined. We've innovated on natural language understanding, NLU, NLQ. We acquired an AI-based search engine, uh, which now forms our AI search product. And then in early 2021, well, the, the deal closed in 20, early 2021, um, we acquired Element AI. And uh, that was a very prescient acquisition because they were focused on uh, the sort of generative AI technologies or the technologies that enable generative AI today. And if you were to try to acquire that company now, the valuation, we wouldn't be able to afford it. And, and then plus one of the researchers who coined 
or who developed the transformer, the T and GPT, he was there and now he's with us. So we we're very close to, again, the foundational technologies for generative AI. But all of this really is was has been in service to the customer, right? What have been the customer use cases and the problems that they've come to us that we can say, let's use a virtual chatbot that can understand natural language. Let's use predictive intelligence that could automatically categorize your ticket or your information, search, et cetera. So, you know, all that has culminated into where we are today and to say, let's use generative AI, let's use AI to, again, to streamline workflows, to improve productivity, all those things that we've been working on since really the beginning. So what I've learned from completing nearly 450 interviews in the world of AI is particularly at the start was there was quite substantial, wouldn't it be cool snare where you're trying to find interesting problems for AI to use and, and you were able to solve those problems. However, people were like, hmm, it doesn't really move the dollar, solve my problems. And there's, that's almost worse because you've invested so much and then the morale of the team is shot down because you're not really, let's say, making an impact. Tell us a little bit about some of the ways that you've been able to positively enhance your customer experience from either internal perspective or external where you're actually making an impact and making people's lives better. Uh, of course, it, it all comes back down to the customer. And they've been asking, they've been looking for outcomes for the longest time. How do we improve employee experience? How do we, and especially during COVID when everyone was working from home and now we're trying to get them back to the office, et cetera, how do we provide fast time to value? How do I implement and build faster? You know, these enterprise systems, doesn't matter who you are, they're difficult. They're not easy to implement, right? So these have been the pr problems that we faced for a long time. And again, incrementally, we've said, well, we let's use AI, let's use machine learning to make your work faster for your agents to say, resolve and categorize incidents faster. Let's use AI to improve your employee experience with a better search experience or better chatbot experience, right? Let's use AI, let's say generatively uh, for, let's say text to code, for example, so that your service developers and your service implementers don't have to, you know, write so much code, don't have to write code that doesn't work or they need that last mile assistance with. All throughout time, you're right. We did a lot of, we've done a lot of innovation labs and demos internally, but I think what has changed between then and now is that ChatGPT did the work for us in confirming product market fit to say, oh, this is not just a, a shiny object uh, on a hill. This is something that customers want, that the C-suite wants for their employees and for uh, their customers. Uh, and you know that allowed us to validate our investments and increase our investments to bring the, 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 the features and products that, that we are today. So let's go through some kind of examples or more kind of case studies, if you mind. So uh, I was at Knowledge 23, and I got to see the live demo by CJ, where he's just talking through how Starbucks are utilizing it. So in that example, you had a, a customer agent who was able to utilize in real time some of the sentiment analysis that was uh, being seen, some feedback, been able to take that rather than actually go through and scroll through different contact commentary across disparative systems. They were able to actually get that have it summarized and then within a moment an action plan in terms of some resolutions that customer agent could use and then have a template that they could actually send out really really quickly to actually solve the customer problems within minutes which was fantastic to see and then we also had a case study of 
mentioning that kind of last mile of create a feature where you're able to actually source the code and you're able to solve and create something within, within seconds. And in that case, I think the person said it would have taken them several hours to write that code uh, and, and both very helpful applications that you could see. Is there anything else that would bring the customer experience to light that you want to really share that maybe Vancouver uh, brings down the track? So Vancouver, the, the release was was last week as of time of recording, and the generative our generative AI solution, which we are calling now Assist, is out September 29th. And you're right, like all those use cases, and you know, let's be frank, like those use cases you saw nod were still in like the early phases, the the, the gestation phases in back in May, but again, we we moved swiftly, and in you know September 29th release. Uh, whether it's uh, agent augmentation or agent assistance, right, in terms of use cases, and then whether it's developer and admin assistance and augmentation, those are just two of the uh, several uh, workflows that we're enhancing, right? So IT, HR, customer service, creative workflows, all of them are going to be benefited uh, with our generative AI use cases. You talk about like agents, how do we make their lives easier? Summarization is uh, is a low a hanging fruit, and we've been able to implement that uh, with incidents. So whether you need to summarize uh, uh, an incident, whether you need to summarize a, a, a chat, like a, a virtual agent or a live agent chat that's been going on, and suddenly you're an agent that's been plopped into, and you need to catch up quickly, right? That's coming out in Vancouver. Uh, whether, like you were saying, rec resolution, no summarization, and then looking forward, Beyond Vancouver, how do we go to automated recommendation of actions and recommendate in recommended resolutions, right? All that is in on on the roadmap or a safe harbor, right? <laughs> and then to your and then the the other uh, use case we mentioned, the other persona, let's just say, is a developer or admin persona. Yes, we have code in Vancouver. We have Code Assist, which is you know essentially text to code, right? And then moving forward, how do we do text to app, right? Um, how do we do text to flow? So we have a lot of flow tools and workflow tools in our in, in service now. And how do you how do you do text to flow? And that's something we're we'll looking at as well. So a lot coming out in the Vancouver September 29th release, and then a lot coming out in, in our future releases as well. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. So I think some people probably seen the post that Gina shared a, a couple of days ago, and I actually reposted that my, myself. From a finance perspective, in terms of utilizing an Excel, do you want to probably share some of what that could look like in terms of how easy it is to start to do some reporting? Yeah, absolutely. So something that's again on our in our roadmap is something like you mentioned, like text to report, right? Um, I almost use text to X as a cheat code, but like that's essentially the the user interface that we're used to, right? In terms of generative AI, not to say that well, that'll be the only one, but you know, it'll be the main one. And you, you might have seen this in knowledge, but again, ServiceNow has reporting tools. And our customers, they use ServiceNow as an observation tower, right? That's what Bill McDermott, our CEO says. Whether you're, like you say, in HR, finance, procurement, all those hubs, right? How do you view your business overall? And one of that is through things like our, you know, we have a CEO dashboard, we have reporting, we have reporting tools of ServiceNow. So one of the opportunities that we're attacking is text reporting. How do I 
describe what I want, describe my parameters, what I'm trying to measure, and just let our reporting tool create something for you that gives you that visibility, that gives you those insights. So certainly something that, you know, Gina is excited about. I'm sure every, many people are in the finance, financial world, corporate finance world are excited about, and, you know, something that we're looking at. People want to come into work each day and work on the problem rather than necessarily create the report to allow them to work on, on, on the problem. So having that template and to be able to have that in a variety of different ways for you to utilize it is truly game changing because you may have a certain report that does certain functionality for you, but there may be a better report that actually tells that story or shows that key insight that the CEO's dashboard becomes a lot easier for them to actually understand and being able to actually track and, and, and drive to as well. One of the interesting things I, I saw was also the tickets. So if there's a if there's a ticket raised, you can quickly ascertain what's the cause of these tickets, why has there been an escalation, why is there some why why is our you know a response dropping, what our NPS is dropping like a rock or vice versa, or suddenly now it's improving, what are we doing correctly? Or then how how helpful will that be to a business leader? Oh, yeah, incredibly. I think, you know, something, you know, we're again, we're, we're talking about roadmap, we're talking about future, right? But something we're actively looking at is, let's say, for example, you talk about agent experience, whether you're an IT, IT agent or a, a customer service agent, doing some sort of like root cause analysis. It's, we're doing some of that already, actually, already. Like, I think um, uh, I'm not quite the expert on, on ITOM, but uh, if for those of you who are, we have AI ops, that's a product or that's a solution we have already. And that, again, uses all your logs, all your ticket data to observe and to raise red flags like, hey, this is popping up or this outage might be bigger than it may seem, right? So like, we don't like just build from scratch or build something, you know, spontaneously. We are layering our existing product suite and our existing innovations to accelerate that flywheel for our customers, for our users, so they can solve problems faster or more uh, in a more automated way. So yeah, a lot of things we, we have out today that do something like what you you know you're mentioning and then it's just going to be accelerated with ai generative ai and and, and future innovations everything is moving so quickly and one of the things that you're yeah. noticing is the big players are bringing their products to market and they're saying listen this isn't the finished article we know it's got you know blips in it there's bugs in it but we want to bring it get it tested and we want you to be part of this journey where if mm -hmm. you probably looked at it a few years back it would have been a lot more cautious retest and then bring out that kind of final version but the rate of change is just incredible it's very hard to keep up how are you going to manage through those potential blips or in incidents where it isn't particularly going to plan in terms of what the user's experience is because it's such a new and novel technology. Yeah, no, that's something that we think about a lot uh, as well. It's, it's two-sided. The good news is that your customers, if you build enough customer trust and loyalty, then that also means you build some customer patience and grace. And something that ChatGPT taught us last fall is, is that your product doesn't have to be perfect right but it has to still provide value and do so in a safe way right and that's something that, that we focus on something that uh, we did ServiceNow did for example is we actually release some of these um generative ai features early as well in something we called a uh, control go to market or innovation lab and these are essentially a select group of customers understanding that it's still a work in progress code, but hey, we want to share with you early to get your feedback, your the customer's feedback. We can improve our product as well. 
and you know that again that flywheel that virtuous cycle is a pull so you know customer loyalty affords us a certain amount of patience but also we have to protect our customers experience as well obviously we don't want to give them a bad experience we want to be transparent with them we want to give them you know the ability to 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 test in a safe environment and to take their feedback into account so i think again the environment has a lot of experimentation in the early days think about back in the whether it's internet early days or the saturday days a lot of experimentation people understand that's the environment we're in and anybody who claims that they're perfect or they've got the answer is not really being mindful we don't take that tack we take a tack of like hey you know this is all new to everybody but i think together we're going to get a lot of value both from customers and both and from providers such as service now yeah and i think it's a good approach because you mentioned patience and grace and it's going to hit the shelves on the 29th of september and when we release this episode it will be after that but people will be engaging with it using it giving yeah. feedback and then as the model learns and grows, those innovations and polishing off those systems will happen. And then you're going to have a, a better system for everybody to engage with and, and, and use. Is there anything particularly that you find helpful that kind of stands out to you with the new release of Vancouver? Oh, let's see. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Code Assist, right? Like I'm not an engineer by trace or anything helps. And sometimes, you know, the, the platform being what it is, um, you still needed to get your hands dirty, some scripting. I, I played around with text to code and code assist, and it's really awesome. So, you know, code assist is not only trained on open source large language model, but also trained on ServiceNow's coding platform. You know, we have our own coding data, obviously. So, you know, whether you're trying to, you know, code and glide or script and glide, it's able to do all that stuff. And you just have to type, you know, how do I query the top 10 incidents where, you know, I don't know, the priority is high or more, right? And just spits it out and you can look at it before you commit it, right? And yeah, this looks good. This looks right. You you just press a key, a couple keys and out it spits. So, you know, I think that's going to be really helpful to people who, Yes, they're developers, but they don't want to spend all their time reading online guides and trying to figure out how to query this this one thing. So I think that's going to be an awesome feature. And then even looking outside of generative AI, of course, like some chat summarization, right? People are always tired of reading tickets or reading chats and trying to catch up on something that gets, again, plopped on their plate. I think that's going to be really helpful. But even outside of generative AI, we have a lot of new innovations in Vancouver release, like, for example, for our virtual agent chatbot, again, found an AI search, right? Again, foundational uh, technologies, uh, sort of like a gateway into generative AI. We're innovating with a chatbot, we're innovating with AI search in the Vancouver release. So, you know, really a lot to, to look forward to. And how do you implement, how do you integrate search to say, well, don't just give me a list of links. How do you provide me with a relevant contextual direct answer to a question, right? That's the, you know, that's the holy grail of search, right? Generative AI gets there and we have that kind of experience as well in the Vancouver release with uh, now assist for search. Which is wonderful. And I can't wait till we're probably what, two months in to people using it giving their feedback on how they've been able to create value from it and have a little bit of a summary on it. Victor Chan, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. 
You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.